What's happening, everybody? On today's show, it's National Signing Day. We'll get you caught up with some of the latest commitments and flips heading into all the action today. Also, some big names making moves in the transfer portal. Texas A&M loses their star wide receiver. Arkansas picks up a linebacker from Georgia. And the Bulldogs add one of Vandy's young playmakers. Lane Kiffin gets a contract extension. you got to pay the man when you become the portal king. And we'll check in with Corey Burton of Locked on Vandy to get his thoughts on all the SEC movement. Locked on SEC starts right now. You are Locked On SEC, your daily podcast on the Southeastern Conference. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What's happening, everybody? Welcome into Locked On SEC. It's great to have you guys along. Today's episode is brought to you by FanDuel. Make every moment more right now. New customers get $150 in bonus bets with any winning $5 money line bet. That's $150. If your team wins, visit FanDuel.com slash Locked On to get started. I'm Chris Gordy. Thanks for making Locked On SEC your first listen every day. Shout out to our everydayers. We're free and available wherever you get your podcasts and on YouTube. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network covering your team every day. We've got plenty to discuss, so let's dive into it. Let's go around the conference. Boots out to the right. Makes the handoff. What a catch! Around the conference. We start with recruiting news as over at Missouri. They beat out the Arkansas Razorbacks, one of the top prospects in their state. Eli Drinkwitz and Mizzou getting a pledge from four-star wide receiver Courtney Crutchfield on Tuesday. Crutchfield coming from Pine Bluff, Arkansas, three-sport athlete, runs track and field, uh, plays basketball. The number 12 wide receiver in this class of 2024, the number 51 overall prospect. He becomes Missouri's highest-rated offensive commitment in this class. Of course, they have five-star D lineman Williams Waneri, uh, highest overall prospect committed. But Crutchfield joins a fellow wide receiver, commits Four-star James Madison, three-star Jackson Hancock, and three-star Jude James. Uh, Hancock could play either offense or defense, but that now gives Missouri a wide receiver room next season of Luther Burden, Theo Weiss, Mookie Cooper, Courtney Crutchfield, James Madison. All those guys are four- and five-star recruits. Now we'll see. Uh, of course, Luther Burden will be back. We'll see on Weiss and Cooper and you know some decisions to make for those guys. But either way, Brady Cook going to have some weapons, y'all. Uh, so that's going to be very fun to see what Eli Drinkwitz can do with those guys, adding them to the fold. But Crutchfield, big get for Mizzou. A little bit of a loss there for Arkansas. Meanwhile, they also picked up defensive back Jaron Sensabaugh out of the Nashville area. He committed to Mizzou yesterday. He's the son of retired NFL safety Gerald Sensabaugh. He's been committed to play for Vanderbilt uh, for several months now. Uh, or was, and then decommitted from the Commodores and had some offers from Tennessee and others. But now he is committed to Missouri. Six foot tall, 170 pounds, rated a three-star, the number 23 recruit from the state of of Tennessee, the number 65 corner overall. All right, over at Alabama, they picked up a pass rusher slash tight end yesterday, Jay Sean Ross. He picked the tide over offers from Ole Miss, Tennessee, and others. Six foot four, 220 pounds, Comes from uh, Kansas City. He's the number 236 overall recruit, the number 21 edge, and the number six prospect out of the state of Missouri. Uh, Tide already have commitments from three five-star prospects in this class. Already his top 25 recruits. Ross is the second pass rusher to commit to Alabama. He joins four-star Sterling Dixon 
out of the state of Alabama. Over at Texas A&M, Kendall Jackson making a late flip from Miami to head to Texas A&M. Three-star defensive lineman out of the state of Florida. Had been committed to the U uh, after he had previously been committed to Florida. And now he's going to the Aggies. It's crazy, all this movement. Guys, <laughs> like, no, I'm going to this, this school. No, I'm going to this school. Uh, but Kendall Jackson committed to Florida back in July. Six foot four, 250 pounds, four stars. Uh, number 44 defensive lineman, number 52 player from the state of Florida. And he is now heading to Aggieland. He will follow former Florida D-line coach Sean Spencer, who he had been committed to at Florida. He got fired, uh, got picked up by Texas A&M. So he's going to go play for Sean Spencer over on the Aggie staff, but uh, Kendall Jackson, the eighth highest recruit in AM's class. They got 15 commitments so far. Uh, we will see what else they add. Over at Arkansas, we already mentioned them losing cut Courtney Crutchfield. Uh, Sam Pittman, the Razorbacks, lost another notable commitment in uh, athlete Jaden Baugh. Decommitted from the Hogs Monday evening. Posted on social media after lots of prayer and talks in my circle. Decided to decommit from the University of Arkansas. He committed to the Razorbacks back in May. Made an official visit a month later. He was in attendance for Arkansas's win over Florida and Gainesville back in November. Now, there was a report from Chad Simmons that said Alabama had moved to the top of the list for Jaden Baugh. They consider him as a four-star running back. Uh, But the Crimson Tide also working to flip Miami four-star running back commit Kevin Riley. So we'll see if Alabama ends up with either Jaden Ball or Kevin Riley today. And uh, one more over at LSU, commit P.J. Woodland. He was once committed to Mississippi State, flipped to LSU a few months ago. One site last night was reporting that Ole Miss was going to flip Woodland. Uh, He was just named the 2023 Max Preps Mississippi Player of the Year. But Woodland took to Twitter and tweeted a thumbs-down emoji and put up the hashtag GoTigers. So it seems like he is... Pretty firm to LSU uh, denouncing that report. And so as of this morning, uh, here's where the SEC teams rank in the 24-7 sports composite rankings. We've got Georgia number one, Bama at three, Texas at five. Yeah, we got to include Texas and Oklahoma. Oklahoma comes in at number seven. Uh, Florida, man, they've dropped. They were, they've been top five all these weeks, and they're now number 10 after uh, a couple decommitments. Auburn at 11, uh, strong push for Hugh Freeze. LSU at 12, Tennessee at 14, South Carolina 18, Texas A&M 19, Ole Miss 21, Mizzou 23, Kentucky 26, Arkansas 29, Mississippi State 35, and Vandy 39. So, crazy to think, all 16 members of the SEC rank in the top 39 in the recruiting rankings currently. Pretty nuts, though. But, uh, of course, this is going to move uh, throughout today, today, the day today. So depending on what time you guys will listen to this podcast, some of this might be outdated because we're going to have movement, we're going to have new recruits, guys flipping, all that kind of stuff. So we'll get you caught up tomorrow with a full recruiting recap of everything went down. All right, let's dive back into some big transfer portal movement yesterday over at Texas A&M. We had heard rumblings for weeks, but wide receiver Evan Stewart is entering the transfer portal. Two seasons at College Station. He caught 90 passes for more than 1,100 yards and six touchdowns. He played in eight games this year, was second on the team in catches. Became Texas A&M's first receiver to break the 100-yard mark in back-to-back outings since 2019. He had over 100 yards against New Mexico and then against Miami. He, of course, played high school football in the state of Texas, was a five-star prospect. He was the number one wide receiver in the class of 2022. It was a big get for Jimbo Fisher. 
There's been some rumblings in recent weeks that maybe Alabama would have interest in, in him, and Bama's been looking for that big alpha dog receiver. Evan Stewart is that dude, so keep an eye on where Evan Stewart is going to go. Uh, meanwhile, Texas A&M picked up a tight end from uh, Purdue in Garrett Miller. Spent the last five seasons there at Purdue. And uh, some good news. Offensive lineman Chase, Chase Basantis. He had entered his name into the transfer portal recently. He has removed his name from the transfer portal. So uh, he was among the top 100 recruits in the country last year. Four-star alignment. Became one of the Aggies starting tackles. Was named to the SEC All-Freshman team. So um, Chase Basantis, good news. He is sticking with the Aggies. And then former AM D lineman Fadil Diggs. He has committed to transfer to Syracuse. It'll be interesting to see what he does up there. All right, over at Georgia, they added a big piece. Former Vanderbilt freshman wide receiver London Humphreys is coming to Georgia. He had a, a nice freshman year, 22 catches, 439 yards, and four touchdowns, averaged 20 yards a catch. He was the number 66 receiver in the country last year, but uh, he'll have three years of eligibility remaining, and uh, big-time pass catcher there to go pair with Carson Beck. Coming back for another year at Georgia. Over at Arkansas, Xavier Story, uh, five-star linebacker prospect that played at Georgia. He is transferring out of Athens to Arkansas. Uh, Story confirmed he is uh, going to play for Sam Pittman and company, and Razorbacks will welcome him in. Former five-star recruit, number two linebacker in that 2021 recruiting class. And uh, came to Athens with high expectations. Was uh, maybe didn't live up to the full hype there, but uh, big time addition there for Arkansas. And Sam Pittman and company welcome Xavier Sori in. Also, uh, former Tennessee O lineman Addison Nichols announced on social media that he is transferring to Arkansas. Made appearances in 11 games this past season as a reserve. Was a class of 2022 prospect. Was a four star number six interior. Offensive linemen, look, Arkansas needs all the help they can get on the O-line. So Addison Nichols going from Tennessee over to Arkansas. Over at Alabama, they picked up a big-time addition from Texas A&M. Defensive lineman LT Overton, former five-star prospect from the class of 2022, was the number 14 overall player in that class. And uh, two seasons at A&M, recorded 48 tackles, three tackles for a loss, and a sack. So he'll join an Alabama defensive front where he will get coached up. And that is a big addition there for Alabama, getting LT Overton from the Aggies. Over at Missouri, Caden Green, big-time O-lineman from Oklahoma. He is transferring over to Mizzou, playing 11 games for Oklahoma this year. He's a former four-star O-lineman and uh, was rated the number 10 offensive tackle in the class of 2023. So uh, big-time get there after just one year at Oklahoma. Caden Green coming over Mizzou. Got to think he'll plug in right in on their offensive line. Over at Mississippi State, they got some good news. Uh, Corey Ellington, their defensive back, withdrawn his name from the portal. He is going to stay. He's played in 31 games for the Bulldogs the last three seasons. Entered his name in the portal earlier this month. Jeff Lebby was able to talk him into staying. Uh, also, Mississippi State adding an offensive lineman from LSU, Marlon Martinez. Played in 45 games for LSU over the last four years. He's transferring in, so that'll add some depth for Mississippi State. Uh, they also uh, lost Stephen LaSoya, uh, who hit the transfer portal. So uh, Marlon Martinez added to that O-line for Mississippi State. And then a couple other notes over at LSU. Uh, Taiji Hill, their freshman D-lineman, he is entering the portal. 
So we'll see where he ends up playing six games last year. LSU running back Armani Goodwin announced he's transferring to UAB. I've played his high school ball in that area, so he is headed to UAB. And then it was also reported LSU defensive back Sage Ryan. He had entered his name in the portal, and now he has reportedly taken his name out of the portal. So, man, uh, there's a lot of this this time of year. All right, thank you guys for making Locked on SEC your first listen every day. Coming up next, we're going to get you caught up on Lane Kiffin getting a contract extension. The Portal King is staying in Oxford long-term. We'll get you caught up on that in just a sec. This episode presented to you by our friends over at FanDuel. As the weather continues to get colder out there, the offers are staying red hot over at FanDuel. Right now, new customers can get $150 in bonus bets with any winning $5 Moneyline bet. That's $150 if your team wins. If you've been thinking about joining FanDuel, there's no better time to get in on the action right now. They've got all the college action as well. they got basketball. they got football. All the bowl games, including the playoff. You like Alabama as the underdog against Michigan? They got that for you over at FanDuel. They, their app is super easy to use. they got spreads, player props, over-unders, and more. Go check them out at FanDuel.com slash LockedOn uh, and continue uh, getting in on the action throughout this NFL season. Uh, FanDuel is the official partner of the NFL. That, again, is FanDuel.com slash LockedOn. Also, I want to remind you guys, uh, tickets on sale now for the 2023 Tax Act Texas Bowl, Houston's biggest annual college football event, returning to the primetime at Energy Stadium Wednesday, December 27th, as the Texas A&M Aggies take on the Oklahoma State Cowboys. So a week from today, go check out the passion, the pageantry, and the rivalry of another exciting Big 12 versus SEC showdown. They got all kinds of great uh, free bowl week events going on, like their concert series. They're going to have Roger Krager performing on December 26th, and then on December 27th, Prior to the game, Braxton Keith, up-and-coming country star, will be performing. Of course, we know Houston will host the college football championship in just a couple weeks, but they get the fun started with the Tax Act Texas Bowl for the best seats, suites, and bowl week events. Go check out TaxActTexasBowl.com right now. It's Texas A&M Aggies versus the Oklahoma State Cowboys. You don't want to miss it. TaxActTexasBowl.com for tickets. I right, roll along here, Locked On SEC. Thank you guys for making us your first listen every day. Shout out to our everydayers. Come on back tomorrow on the show. We'll have our full uh, recruiting recap show. Recap what uh, all the big headlines across the SEC on National Signing Day. All right, we got plenty more to discuss. We got to dive back into it. How about the news over to Ole Miss? Lane Kiffin has been crushing in the transfer portal. And he's not leaving anytime soon. The Rebels announced Tuesday that Lane Kiffin has agreed to a contract extension. Uh, Of course, they got a chance to win the bowl game here against Penn State. It would be the first ever 11-win season for Ole Miss. Rebels have uh, achieved their first two 10-win regular seasons during Lane Kiffin's tenure. Ole Miss AD uh, released a statement, our football program experienced unprecedented success under Coach Kiffin, we could not be more excited about what the future holds. In just four years, he's established our team as a sustained winner that is on a trajectory to championship status. Of course, with the tremendous support of the Grove Collective, the Ole Miss family is committed to providing Coach Kiffin the resources needed to compete at an elite level. I like how they threw that in. Shout out to them. They're making all this happen with the NIL deals. Um, Kiffin already uh, generating a lot of hype, obviously. They have um, one of the best transfer portal groups in all of college football, doing a good job recruiting as well. Kiffin is 33-15 and 15 in his four seasons there in Oxford. Lane Kiffin said in the statement, we're doing here, things here that 
have never been done before. With the commitment that our leadership and supporters are making, we got the opportunity to build on this foundation. Grateful to the Chancellor, to our President for their support. We look forward to continue our path to becoming a championship program. Uh, Ole Miss did not address if there's any changes to his compensation. The previous agreement bumped them to $8.75 million this past season and $8.85 million next year. So we'll see what happens there. Uh, latest news, at least as of this recording, uh, Texas A&M D-lineman Walter Nolan. There were a lot of rumblings that he was going to choose Texas A&M. As of last night, uh, Walter Nolan down to Oregon and Ole Miss. So the former A&M D-lineman down to Oregon and Ole Miss. Six foot five, 300 pounds. A lot of people want him. So we'll see if he ends up at Ole Miss, ends up in Oxford. Uh, Joel Klatt, by the way, on his show yesterday, talking about Lane Kiffin and all the additions in the transfer portal, he said, Ole Miss doing a wonderful job. They have three of the top 15 players right now out of the portal. Looks like they're the favorite to land Walter Nolan. Lane could be the portal king. That he certainly is. One more Ole Miss note. Saw this yesterday. Spencer Sanders transferred from Oklahoma State to Ole Miss. Apparently his college career is over. He's been ruled academically ineligible for the Peach Bowl coming up in a week. Um, what, did he finish graduating Oklahoma State and just went to Ole Miss and just didn't take any classes or something? I don't know what the specifics are, but uh, did not remain eligible. And so he's out of eligibility, and so that will end his career and he'll head into the NFL draft. So kind of weird there. If something were to happen to Jackson Dart in the bowl game, they'll have to go to Walker Howard, the LSU uh, transfer. All right, other SEC news going on around the conference. Over Kentucky, they introduced Dekeel Shorts, as their new wide receiver coach in Lexington yesterday. He came from the University of Houston, was their director of player development, and then coached up their wide receivers. Coached up Tank Dell, who had a fantastic rookie season with the Texans prior to getting hurt. Short said in a statement, I'm very excited to be part of the Big Blue Nation. The opportunity to work under Mark Stoops and Liam Cohen is a very exciting opportunity I couldn't pass up. Watched over the years what they've been able to accomplish at Kentucky and the SEC, and I want to help continue that success. Former Kentucky Wide receiver coach Scott Woodward was fired following the end of the season. Uh, Dane Key led the team this year with just under 600 yards, so we'll see if they can get uh, the receiving core back on there at Kentucky. By the way, uh, I don't think we mentioned it, but Kentucky O-lineman Marcus Cox announced he's coming back next year. Uh, will be his seventh year playing college ball, so um, a welcome return there for Mark Stoops and company. Uh, Brock Bowers did an interview yesterday with some folks over in Georgia and was noncommittal to playing in the Orange Bowl and still has not announced that he is officially going pro uh, for the NFL draft. He said, we'll see. I don't know. I'm around. I'm going to meetings. I'm still doing everything with the team. Just not sure yet. It's all still up in the air. Still got people to talk to and stuff like that. So uh, we'll see what happens there. And just a couple other tidbits before we uh, are joined by Corey Burton. Uh, the Orange Bowl, or rather uh, Tua, Tua's brother. I'll get it right. Talia. Tagovailoa over at Maryland. He has uh, officially opted out of the Music City Bowl against Auburn, so he will not uh, play in that bowl game. He'll prepare for the NFL draft. So uh, maybe the road for Auburn to get to a bowl win just got a little bit easier. Also, Florida State edge rusher Jared Verse will not play in the Orange Bowl against Georgia. He declared for the NFL draft. So, uh, again, gets a little bit easier there for Georgia, not having Jared Verse to worry about on that D-line for Florida State. All right, there you have it. That is uh, always going on around the conference. Still more to come here on Locked on SEC, part of the Locked on Podcast Network, covering your team every day. Stick around. Our new host of Locked on Vandy going to join us to hit on a couple SEC bullets. That's next. 
First, this episode presented to you by our friends over at LinkedIn Jobs. Look, when you're hiring for your small business, you want to have as many top-tier candidates as possible to interview. That's why you got to go check out LinkedIn Jobs. They have all the tools to help you find the right professionals for your team faster and for free. LinkedIn isn't just another job board. They have a vast network of more than a billion professionals, which makes it easy uh, for you to hire. Uh, they got so many quality candidates up there. Uh, it's so easy, in fact, that 86% of small businesses get a qualified candidate within 24 hours. Uh, they know that uh, small businesses, you're wearing a lot of hats. You got a lot going on. They're making the hiring process very quick and easy for you. They even launched a feature that helps you write job descriptions for what you're looking for, making it very easy. Go post your job for free at linkedin.com slash college. That's linkedin.com slash college. Go post your job for free. Terms and conditions apply. Run along here, Locked On SEC, and uh, a little fun here, catching up with Corey Burton. He is a new host of Locked On Vandy and uh, Vanderbilt. A ton going on right now, a ton of guys in the transfer portal. They brought in a guy through the portal I think is going to be, you know, maybe a little bit of a difference maker for Vanderbilt next year as Clark Lee tries to, you know, dare I say, save his job. I mean, look, you got to win some games in the SEC. Going to be much more difficult with Oklahoma and Texas coming into the mix. But Corey Burton, welcome in, man. How are you? Man, I'm great, dude. Thanks, thanks for having me, Chris. Man, you do a great job here on Locked On SEC. Uh, like I said, I'm the, like you said, I'm the new kid on the block covering Vandy. I uh, was attracted to Locked On Network thanks to your show, uh, Zach Blackerby's show, Locked On Auburn, Locked On Ole Miss with Stephen Willis, and then also Locked On Dynasty Football for all you fantasy football nerds out there uh, like me. Uh, that kind of attracted me to the network, and then to to be able to to jump on and and host a show with the uh, in such good company, man. I'm, I'm blessed to be here. Well, let's dive into it, Corey, because uh, like I mentioned, I think I counted 17 outgoing transfers so far for Vanderbilt. It has been yeah. an, a mass exodus. Um, yeah. You know, and some of the big names that, that catch the headlines. Will Shepard, obviously, has been there for yeah. a number of years. Tremendous wide receiver. He's going to play for, for Dion up in Colorado. Uh, Dericky Wright was a really good defensive back. He's into the portal. Uh, they lose all three quarterbacks, A.J. Swan, Walter Taylor, and Ken Seals all into the portal. Uh, Ethan Barr was a linebacker. They brought him to SEC Media Days. He's going to Washington. And uh, then, you know, the big news yesterday, London Humphreys, the big-time uh, wide receiver, leaving Vandy and going to Georgia. So keeping it in the SEC. But I guess of all those names, which, which one, in your opinion, stings the most to lose at Vanderbilt? Well, um, you know, the, uh, the obvious position, uh, the, the best position on the field, or the, the m- biggest position of need is the quarterback. I mean, losing your entire quarterback room definitely stings. But um, outside of the quarterbacks, I mean, I, I think in in the SEC, having a good secondary is key. Losing to Ricky Wright was, 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 uh, was a stinger. Losing Ethan Barr at the linebacker position was a stinger. He was such an integral part of this Commodore defense that, you lose him, that's a key piece there, not only in the run game but in the pass game, getting everybody lined up and stuff like that. So I would say those two would probably sting the most. Uh, as far as talent goes, Will Shepard and London Humphreys, obviously, at the wide receiver spot. But um, to me, I, I think there's probably a lot more receivers out there that can fill roles um, and and kind of get you some production in the aggregate, more so than losing those key guys on defense. 
What what's Georgia getting in Humphreys? Because he was he was fun to watch this year as a, as a true freshman. And you know, there was a time I remember the Hawaii game. He had like a thirty two yard catch, a twenty three yard catch the next week. Like he was averaging twenty something yards a, car- a a catch. And you know, I think it ended at the end of the year. He averaged right at twenty yards a catch. But twenty two catches, over four hundred yards, four touchdowns. Uh, that's a big time pass catching weapon that the Georgia Bulldogs are getting with Carson Beck coming back. They're getting a, a newer model of Ladd McConkey, honestly. Um, he, he plays a lot of uh, similar style. I, I think he's just just always open, man. He's just great route runner, playmaker, has a knack for finding open spaces and just kind of understands how defenses work, obviously watches a lot of film, obviously is somebody that is going to study and work on his technique and work on his craft and just an elite route runner, um, Got has a lot of burst, um, and can just he's a, just a general playmaker. He just makes the play on the ball, and that's what you need. You need somebody that just when it when it comes down to it, it's third and long. You need a big you need a big conversion. He's your guy. Yeah, it's so funny. Georgia's offense is centered so much around Brock Bowers and the run game, and you know they bring in Dominic Lovett and Robert Thomas this past year, and they were okay. But it was like, you know, when's Georgia going to get back to having that? You know, get close to having that thousand yard receiver, that guy who's just the alpha right. male. And it feels like every year, like they they have good guys. It's just they kind of spread it around so much. There's never like that alpha receiver at Georgia. Right. No, and and you're exactly right. I, I think it's just because. So many different receivers touch the ball. I mean, they, they don't really have a guy just yet. I mean, Ladd McConkey's kind of that guy, but not really. Marcus Rosemey Jackson was supposed to be that guy. A.D. Mitchell was that guy before he transferred to Texas. Um, George Pickens was supposed to be that guy before he got injured. Um, but just a combination of a lot of things. Ra Ra Thomas didn't quite catch on to the system in year one like they thought he would. But, again, that was a big transition coming from Mississippi State and the air raid system to a more pro style system. So they're looking for big things in year two from Rara. Uh, and he could, he probably has the most potential to be that dude. Yeah. In, my, in your offense. That Mike Leach offense. It's uh, all right, yeah. run it, running out, running in, run a post. Like, <laughs> it's, like, yeah, it's very, very <laughs> simplistic. Very just, Hey, fine grass, very right. <laughs> read based. Like, Hey, run this post. But like, if this guy does the, a lot of site adjustments, a lot yeah. of just, a lot of just backyard stuff too. Well, let's. Uh, we, we talked about a bunch of the guys that Vanderbilt is losing. Let's hit on a guy that they are getting. And I saw, you know, they made some nice additions. Randon Fontenet, a, a safety from TCU. Uh, Corday Sidnor from uh, per- Purdue. And, you know, these are all three-star guys. But there was a guy that, that caught my eye the other day in the portal that transferred to Vanderbilt, a four-star. And a guy we saw play a little bit earlier this year. For those who watched the Florida-Utah game, scored a rushing touchdown. That's quarterback Nate Johnson. And this one just intrigues me, Corey, because – no offense to losing A.J. Swan and Ken Seals and, and Wade Taylor. I mean, like, this might be the best quarterback. Like, this guy might be better than those guys combined. Uh, what's Vanderbilt getting in Nate Johnson? Well, they're getting a pure athlete, right? They're getting somebody that is very comfortable throwing on the move, very comfortable in the quarterback run game. And as you see right here, he's delivering a Derrick Henry S. stiff arm as I uh, go a little hyperbole there with uh with my descriptions but i mean he he's a guy that has a lot of poise in in what he's doing if you watch him against baylor uh they have a they have a game tying drive they're down 13 to 6 late in the fourth quarter he just marches him right down the field with mixture of quarterback runs an under center play action pass um quick game couple uh, they had a couple slants right in a row there to, to take some big chunks out and just just the way he leads the offense down the field it's 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 really really good, and I, I think that 
him being able to be a super athlete, him fitting into Tim Beck's system, which if you watch New Mexico State, yeah, they're technically balanced if you look at their stats, but like his run game is all based out of what the quarterback can do and how the quarterback can add to uh, to the run game as, as a plus-one runner. And I think Nate Johnson gives you that in bunches, right? And he opens up so many doors there that – and he's dangerous enough as a passer that you can't load the box and force him to beat you deep because force him to beat you with his arm because he will. And if you obviously spread out to stop the pass, he can beat you with his leg. So he's probably talent-wise the most talented quarterback Vanderbilt's had in a while, and that's no shot at Ken Seals, A.J. Swan, and Walter Taylor. He's just kind of on that different level. Now, he's his fundamentals are a little raw, and he's got to fix some of his footwork stuff. But I think he can do that, and I think he can compete in this league. He did compete against the team in this league and compete very well, and that's the Florida Gators. So um, I, I think when, when you're getting in, Nate Johnson's a good leader, super athlete, and somebody who's going to be a great face to your program. Yeah, I'm curious how Clark Lee is going to add to you know add more pieces to the transfer portal. Um, you know, they, their schedule next year it's brutal. They open with Virginia Tech in, in Nashville. Um, and then, you know, they have to go to Georgia State. They, they get Ball State non-conference, but then they have road trips at Missouri, uh, at Kentucky, at Auburn, at LSU, and then, oh, by the way, home games against Bama, Texas, South Carolina, <laughs> Tennessee. I mean, it's, yeah. Corey, being real, I mean, Nate Johnson's going to have to be electrifying for this team to have more than two, three, ga- three wins next year. They, he is. He absolutely is. Yeah, it's going to be tough sledding, um, but I, I think, you know, there's some games out there that it, if they get the right pieces and they finish strong here in the portal and recruiting season, they can. I'm not saying they're going to go out and win eight, nine games, but I think the goal is getting to a bowl game, right? And so you have to win the winnable games. You have to. You have to hope that Missouri comes back down to earth a little bit. You have to hope that South Carolina is not quite as good as everybody's making them out to be, or you know, just kind of. You're going to have to get those two games for sure win all of your non-conferences and, and maybe have an upset against Kentucky, maybe have an upset against Tennessee, catch them in the right, catch them in the right moment at home. Uh, but I mean, it, it's, it's doable. They added a piece actually earlier this afternoon, Keyshawn Johnson, a wide receiver from Alabama state who put up, I think 70 uh, something catches and 700 yards with like double digit touchdowns uh, for, for Alabama state. And uh, I think he's going to be a piece there. They added a Juco tight end, big target, uh, converted quarterback. So, you know, he's got some high football IQ. Um, he's a big target at tight end, and they love to use a tight end in the RPO game uh, with, with Tim Beck's system. So they're just going to – I mean, what I, what I like about this Vandy team, Chris, is that Tim Beck is coming in. I, I've said it all along. If Vandy's going to have any shot at competing, they have to do something unique. They have to do something different. And that's what they're doing. Yeah, with Tim Beck's system, it, it's going to be fun to watch. I mean, look, it, it, you can't. You got to go balls to the wall if you're Clark Lee. I mean, this is this is it. You're you're Nothing coaching for your coaching for your job. Uh, last thing for you, Corey. Any any reaction? To any of the other SEC movement we've seen here in the last couple of weeks? Obviously, Ole Miss is cleaned up, but you know yeah. we saw Brock Vandergriff jump over to to Kentucky. You know we've had Pretty you know tough. Rocket Sanders go to South Carolina. It's just it's so crazy because there's so much movement, but it's like incestual movement. It's in inter SEC going from one SEC school to another. <laughs> yeah, you're going to see a lot of that now with the portal uh, getting the way it's getting. You're going to see a lot of uh, movement between you know SEC schools. You're going to see. 
probably a lot of movement between Big Ten and SEC and just just kind of staying within those two conferences. But, um, yeah, I mean, Ole Miss doing what they're doing. I mean, he did it a little bit last year, but, like, for him to keep that momentum going down there in Oxford is tremendous. I mean, I mean, look at the star-studded lineup. He's got Walter Nolan. Um, he's got, you know, Juice Wells. Those guys, I mean, he's got a great, great list of – of commits there. I think South Carolina is doing a great job in the portal. They've got to develop them and they've got to integrate them into their system. But like Jaden Mc, uh, McGowan and uh, Rocket Sanders coming over uh, to South Carolina is going to be a great, great addition for them. Uh, London Humphrey's going down to Georgia. Uh, they're probably going to get Trevor Etienne as well, which is going to be a huge get. They're, Georgia's typically quiet in the, in the portal, so it's not much of a shock. Florida's getting decimated by the portal. Uh, Kentucky picking up Brock Vandegrift was a great, great pickup there. Um, I think he's going to be a – he's a very, very talented quarterback that just couldn't quite find his fit, couldn't quite get over the hump against uh, Carson Beck in that quarterback one battle. He is Corey Burton, new host of Locked on Vandy. Corey, let everybody know where they can find your stuff. Well, they can find me at Coach Burton 36. They can find the show at Locked on Vandy um, as well. And uh, I'm on YouTube now. Uh, I'm, I'm in the middle of week two. So I'm I'm fresh I'm still fresh in this uh, locked on network. So uh, come check me out. Come subscribe. Come like me. Come give me some feedback. Even if you're not a fan of Vandy, everybody roots for the underdog, right? So come on, come on over. What's a fun show? Yeah, the best thing about the uh, being an SEC fan is we're the most educated. You know, you, mm-hmm. you know more about the teams around you than you know other conferences do. And so to. yeah, gotta you gotta keep to. up with what Vandy's doing and, and keep up with uh, Corey Burton there. Thank you guys so much for making us locked on SEC your first listen every day. You can go check out Corey, make him your second listen, and also check out uh, Locked On Sports today. They have the new. Uh, 24-7 live channel on YouTube covering all the top stories of the day with our local experts, so go check that out as well. I'm Chris Gordy. Again, shout out to our everydayers. Come on back uh, tomorrow on the show. We'll be recapping uh, National Signing Day and much more. This has been Locked on SEC. Talk to you guys tomorrow. Rock on.